Hello and thank you for tuning into Scale Up Africa's Ignite Insights. My name is Olivia. And I'm Amma and we're going to be covering a whole lot in terms of corporate innovation, entrepreneurship and engagement with our community of top African leaders and entrepreneurs and investors throughout the series. Absolutely. So tune in, subscribe and follow us for the next couple of months when we share all these great insights with you. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Ignite Scale Up Africa. My name is Esther Alma. I am the executive director of the Alma Institute of Emotional Justice. We all welcome you to our panel today, Emotional Justice, Africa's Path to Economic Justice. And I'm excited to be joined by Taka Awari, the CEO of BusaraAfrica.com and the co-founder of Scale Africa herself, the one and only Ama Giambo. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Esther. Good to see you. Hello, Esther. Happy to be here. Wonderful. So we come to you from across the continent of Africa, having lived and worked there in the United uh, Kingdom as well as the US. So we mix Africa and the diaspora according to the vision of Scale Up Africa. And before we jump into the meat of this panel, I want to start off by um, uh, inviting Amma to just break down for us the importance of Scale Up Africa, what it seeks to do, and why it matters that we engage both the continent and the diaspora in this notion of scaling up. Thank you so much, Esther. We're so pleased that you're, you're on board and you as well, Taka. So both of you, thank you so much for supporting our, our movement and our cause. I mean, Scale Up Africa really is all about improving the quality of our entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurial ecosystem. Uh, you know, Esther talks a lot about how we are crippled by trauma and our past and our legacy and how we, we may look at, revisit the, some of those things, you know, the soft skills and mindset issues that hold us back from really understanding what business and commerce means in the international scene. Um, SMEs are all often looked upon as charity cases. Obviously, most of them fail before the first two years of operation. Um, it's even more, um, you know, of a distinct disadvantage in Africa, where there are so many other challenges that you know other countries or regions take for granted. So, Scale Up Africa is really about changing the narrative, reimagining the future of Africa, uh, the diaspora linkages as well. There are so many business opportunities. We have technology, we have talent, we have resources that we can, you know, explore and discover different different ways of doing business together as a, as a community, global community of, of people from African, um, from the African continent. So, Wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Wonderful. Powerful and most definitely necessary. Um, you spoke specifically about um, the work that my institute does, the Alma Institute of Emotional Justice. But specifically, we provide emotionality education in the context of race, gender, and culture because um, what we understand, what we know from the research, from the data, is that we are dealing with a legacy of untreated trauma and that shapes our relationship to ourselves, to each other. It shapes how we lead, how we learn, how we work and how we build. And so I want to engage you both in a conversation about exploring um, how to move from standing still, standing still, to scaling up, how to, how to engage emotional justice in order that we can walk towards the kind of economic justice that allows us to build a kind of economy that recognizes how we live as a people and as a nation, as opposed to an economy that really feels more like a relic 
from a colonized past that is still too much in the present. And so Taka, I, would, I want to start with you because you have this extraordinary phrase. You talk about the importance of tuned in leadership and how that is a necessary uh, engagement for us as a people in order to move forward. I wonder if you could break down for us what that is, why it matters, and what stops us from moving into that specific space. Wonderful. Thank you, Esther. And it's just to say, I'm so excited about this, this, this coming together yeah. of minds around how do we respond to what African entrepreneurs need? Uh, how do we ensure their growth and scaling up? But I love what you're bringing to this conversation, this critical attention to our emotions. You call it the emotionality of it. Huh? So, so to the idea of tuned in leadership, we're at a critical moment, not just globally, but I think particularly on this continent where we need leaders who are able to lead from a certain consciousness. Right now in the face of great uncertainty, where there are clearly no playbooks explaining this is how you navigate post-COVID, this is how you ensure your business grows post-COVID, this is how you can reimagine new economies post-COVID. When there are no playbooks, it means leaders have to tune in to something different. And this is where I love your whole conversation about unhealed trauma. Too often what I have found with many leaders, particularly in this context where what will increasingly give you an edge is the ability to collaborate with others across borders, across nationalities, is, as you said, the way you see yourself vis-a-vis -vis the other will influence to a large degree your ability to develop strategic opportunities with others. And I think this is a key leadership role as we scale up. You know, for many entrepreneurial leaders, business owners, leadership is so much about giving. Leadership is so much about doing for others, making a difference. And yet, what increasingly we're finding is that leaders who are tuned in and fill their own cups, who are addressing the empty cups that sometimes they're leading from, leaders who are full are therefore able to give that type of leadership that's still required at this moment. So what is um, so powerful about that for me is that um, one of the specific areas that needs confronting that we need to grapple with is I think that we build economies externally um, and we are not recognizing how much the economy that we create, even though we have this narrative that says the way our economy thrives and functions is rooted primar primarily in entrepreneurs, but we don't then create an economy that allows uh, entrepreneurs to thrive. We have this extraordinary wealth of talent and innovation on this continent. And we are dealing with that on the one hand, that's one truth. We have a truth of uh, a political leadership that is very rooted in um, pre-independence style leadership on the one hand, but has a narrative of innovation and including women and bringing the youth to the table. That's the other truth. And then the other truth is having this economy that caters to multinationals and what multinationals need and how they work. 
And then you have the other truth, which is organizations like um, uh, Amma Jambo's Scale Up Africa. And the importance of building structures that can serve the economy. And that's how I see Scale Up Africa. You are literally constructing what is necessary to transform the economy. When we think about that notion of transformation, I wonder if you could both speak to how does tuned in leadership transform the kind of economy that we can build? That's to you, Tucker. And then, uh, Emma, talk a bit about why the, the, the challenge that you've seen in your entrepreneurial work with how people stand still when it really is time to scale up and the gap between those two spaces. We'll uh, start with you, Tucker, and then we'll go to you, Emma. Often, to me, when I look at an economy at a macro level, it is a reflection of the values of a people. It's a reflection to me of who is valued and who is not valued. It is a reflection of what is valued and what is not valued. And it's a reflection of leadership's mindsets in that respect. So to me, transforming an economy to recognize or to adopt a much more holistic reflection of who we are as a people first starts with leadership mindset. And a leadership mindset, and this is back to the tuned in nature, a leadership mindset that challenges the definition of who you are in terms of your gender, in terms of your race. Because I think what you were alluding to is for many of us, either whether we're African men, African women, the definition of who we are, our identity, and therefore what we can achieve has been defined by others. And a lot of what happens when you tune in is you start to do the inner work around questioning. Who has defined whether my dream is small or big? Who has defined whether I'm micro or macro? Who has defined whether my market should be purely African or it should be global? Who has defined how I am defined? But that comes with the time to pause, reflect, and ask difficult questions about who is defining the rules of the game? And am I willing in my mindset to start to think differently? And I think this is what you're both offering to this conversation. Powerful. I'm going to talk a bit about that, the idea of transforming from standing still or moving in that same circle to what it means and looks like to scale up, what kind of transformation is required and the stumbling blocks in moving from one space to the other. Thank you so much, Esther. It's a great conversation. And I love this uh, concept of leadership that Tuck has so, so aptly branded. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot of, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, copycatting. You know, everyone's looking at Silicon Valley. Everyone's looking outside, outside, different models that people are implementing for entrepreneurship. Of course, we can learn from outside. But what about our internal systems? Uh, Kigali is going to be very different from Accra. Lagos will be very different from even Abuja, for example. We need to get very granular about understanding our marketplaces. Where are the, where is the growth going to come from? And that takes work. You know, we, we have a lot of research partnerships and, you know, legal partnerships. We're talking about creative industries and digital uh, businesses that are going to be booming, uh, especially now. We've, we've gone a decade ahead because of COVID-19 in terms of the digital economy in Africa and adoption of technology and digital. So, I mean, what does that mean for the types of businesses we will be supporting? How do we tell better stories? How do we package ourselves in a way we can, you know, we can attract a global marketplace for a good price? 
you know it's it's not about just shipping commodities anymore it's about adding value branding and packaging what we have as a continent as a people thank you beyonce for black is king because that again enhances that message like we have so much to offer amazing talent amazing technology we have people who understand ai data science all these things are drivers that're going to be the bedrock of the big businesses of future so you know we need to position ourselves to understand you know everyone's talking about the fourth industrial revolution we 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 know it's it's here i mean it's not even coming it's here education is another piece i mean we're very passionate about enterprise education um because again you know it's a skill set we have we know about the issues about the job the job crisis um 90% of our economy is driven by smes what do we do about our SMEs how do we in- improve their chances of really contributing to the economy creating jobs adding assets value to their businesses teaching people how they can actually run their business they're not going to go to harvard business school and that's fine but how do we actually you know mobilize more resources and get you know corporates to to plug in how do we get more corporates to support um SMEs who are already operational doing really good things they've got standards in place they've got systems in place they they have you know people like us helping them to get more um you know organized for for investor conversations these are all things we need to analyze and understand and, and do the work And then the last thing would be our intellectual property. I mean we've always talked about how you know you see Stella McCartney kind of rocking some Ankara print and thinking what what you know how does how did Africa benefit from that or is it is it is a Malaysian you know who does the IP belong to anyway how do we improve access to services like you know intellectual property lawyers copyright lawyers um commercial lawyers who can help you negotiate better contracts and deals especially now that we're going to see more and more creatives and digital uh, entrepreneurs coming out of Africa um and who don't necessarily have the training or resources to afford a commercial lawyer or support or services. So these are all things that we feel we need to work with our stakeholders on to really understand what it means for the market research place where's the high growth going to come from how do we absorb the SMEs and support them in a way that they can really tap into those market places so we can create more and more uh, you know jobs and and better quality SMEs that can deliver the economic uh, growth that we need as we um kind of come to the end of our engagement as we we close this down i want you to talk specifically about the power and the significance of reimagining an economy so that it's driven according to thriving women led um a women led entrepreneurial sector and what that may enable us to build globally because of harnessing that power and thinking about those terms of collaboration um and connection um between us as a people but also to the diaspora as we do our final um, comments. Start with you, Tata. My, my final thoughts, trying to, to, to capture the essence of what you're saying. I, I do think this is a time to leverage the power, the wisdom of African women and African women entrepreneurs that has been with us for eons, absolutely eons. Absolutely. And it's time for us African women sisters, and I say this as a woman who owns a business, huh? Mm-hmm. is it's we let's leverage the sisterhood in terms of building global partnerships both that are local and are global as you define it now is the time but let us also be shaped by a different narrative of leadership let's not be leading in a very masculine definition of leadership but let's also redefine what leadership looks like to us and many times when i look at women's leadership on this continent it's a lot more tuned in so let's start learning from our own sisters in terms of the quality of leadership we're bringing to this space but thank you so much i think it's been a fantastic conversation thanks for having me powerful powerful amajampo scale up africa it's literally about 
uh, women entrepreneurs. What does that look like for you? Closing thoughts. Yeah, I mean, partnership is 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 everything. I think we we can't pretend that you know we're not competing on a global stage. We are. Um, we have a lot of factors on our side. We have a global pandemic. We have mass, uh, you know, dissatisfaction with the with the racial injustice that people are, you know, experiencing abroad. And this is not a new thing. It's been hundreds and hundreds of years, and we are still grappling with immense challenges. As a people, we need to recognise that we do need to work together, partner together, and understand where everyone's strengths lie and tap into collaborations that can kind of, you know, pull you along to achieve what you need to do to compete on the global stage. So we're very passionate about collaboration. We're very passionate about telling stories of success. We're very passionate about collecting multiple facets of insights and experiences from everyone we've reached out to. We've spoken to over 300 stakeholders across the continent and internationally over the past two months, just to really understand how we might be able to transform the entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship landscape uh, in Africa and you know business links across the diaspora as well. So that's a call to action for everyone to join the Scale Up Nation, as we call it. Uh, it is a sisterhood. It is a partnership. We, you'll see a lot of women on our videos and conversations like this one, uh, in our in our events because you know we are very much about the women and the youth and we mean it and we live it and we are here to support to mobilize resources and support that they need. So thank you so I'm much. I'm a Jampo, co-founder of Scale Up Africa, Taka Awari, CEO of BusaraAfrica.com. My name is Esther Alma. I am the executive director of the Alma Institute of Emotional Justice. Our final message clearly is that we are who we should value the most. We are the ones that we have been waiting for. And when we value not just ourselves, but the legacy of the history that we have lived and we reimagine entrepreneurship so it looks like and walks in the spirit and the talent and the power harnessed globally, fashioned locally, then how do we not win? How do we not win? This was Emotional Justice, Africa's path to economic justice for Scale Up Africa. Thank you.